Welcome to the Owl's Nest, where we talk all things in entertainment and pop culture. I'm Derek Kennedy, and in this episode, I'm going to be hooting about all things in the fall TV, fall gaming, and give you my favorite songs of both the summer and the fall. Welcome to the show, good listener, and if you're not drinking your favorite hot drink, having yourself some hot soup, or getting dressed nicely in a nice sweatsuit or sweater, I suggest you do so, bundle yourselves up, because this is what I'm going to be hooting about in this episode. I'm talking about all things, not only in fall TV, but also The new shows that are coming up, including Criminal Minds Evolution, the new Quantum Leap, and my two favorite games that are coming up that I will be playing for soon in my console. So, grab yourself your favorite drink, get yourself a sweater. And this is what I'm hooting about. Now, anybody who's been a fan of Quantum Leap remembers the story about a time-traveling experiment that went a little caca. Scott Bakula stars as the titular character, Stan Beckett, who spent five years leaping from life to life. Kind of like a time-traveling Lone Ranger. Dean Stockwell as his Tonto, a.k.a. Al Calavici. Everyone loves this show, so much so that when it's going to be canceled, they wrote letters saying, hey, bring back Quantum Leap. We love this show. And so they did. Last over about five years, their finale being Mirror Image. Now, fast forward 30 years later, And we are now in the sequel, not reboot, let's get this right, the sequel to Quantum Leap. And this time, instead of Scott Bakula, it's Raymond Lee as Dr. Ben Song. And as usual, the time travel went a little awry. Again. This cast also has a wonderful backup, including Ernie Hudson as Herbert Magic Williams, the very man who Sam leapt into to save his brother's life. And instead of Donald P. Belisario, who created this, it is Martin Giroux, who, if you've seen him, he was the exec producer of Blind Spot, another NBC hit, and he was also producer for Stargate SG-1. Now expect a whole lot of twists, and turns and a nice little overarching subject that has Al's daughter Janice helping Ben find Sam Beckett. Sad to say that Scott Beckett will not be doing the sequel and equally sad that Dean Stockwell died in November last year. Hence, the pilot episode will be in his memory. 
I am absolutely looking forward to this. Who knows? If it lasts five more years like it did the original, I'll still watch it. If not, hey, let's just go along for the ride, shall we? And if you want more Quantum Leap, if you want more reviews, discussions, even interviews with the original, as well as the new cast members for the continuation, then check out the Quantum Leap podcast wherever podcasts are being held. Or, if you're more of a visual guy, Check them out on YouTube with the QLP After Show. Okay, for all you Criminal Minds fans, the news that you've been waiting for have arrived. Paramount Plus will now have the 16th season of Criminal Minds, now known as Criminal Minds Evolution, and it will be out in two months before Thanksgiving, which means everybody's going to be back. Paget Brewster, Christian Vangsness, Joe Mantegna, Aisha Tyler, Adam Rodriguez, well, almost everybody, Matthew Gray Goobler and Daniel Haney, who were the two fan favorites, will not return. But according to Screen Rant, it will set for his return in season two. Now, any of you may wonder, what happened with the BAU after Everett Lynch's evil deeds went up in flames, as well as the jet, thanks to JJ? It seems that the pandemic can bring about chaos, and a group of unsubs have taken advantage of that throughout the pandemic. So, the BAU reunites and tries to stop them. Now, almost everyone, as I said, everyone has returned. And a new cast member, Zach Guilford from Midnight Mass, will have a recurring role as one of the unsubs. So get ready, and I hope you had your Thanksgiving dinner. If not, the two-episode premiere starts November 24th on Paramount Plus. Please get this done. Get this app and be entertained like you've never have done before. You know, I'd be remiss if I did not mention in my last episode my official summer song of this year. Well, wonder no more. It's Lovely Day by the Sound of Asia. 
this pairing from California did a wonderful version of the late Bill Withers song that includes a very beautiful guitar solo. But as an added bonus, I am going to add the song of this fall, which is Nao Yoshioka and Wave. This girl has been grinding it out for 10 years, and she has thrilled it the first time I've listened to the song and saw the music video. It was unreal. I loved it. I loved it so much. So much so that I've already added it onto my Spotify playlists. And I'm going to be listening it again throughout the entire weekend. So, to reiterate, Sound of Asia, Lovely Day, my summer song of this year, Nao Yoshioka, Wave, first song of the fall, as well as my favorites. While I'm on the subject of all things in the fall, two games I am literally looking forward to have stepped into my radar. The first I've gotten was NBA 2K23. It did brand new Jordan Challenge. As you may know, if you were a 2K fan, Michael Jordan was on the cover in 2K16. And he is again. If you get the Michael Jordan edition, there's actually three. There's the regular with Devin Booker, the Michael Jordan edition, and then there's the WNBA edition with Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi, who are now long time retired from the WNBA. And of course, there's the NBA Championship Edition, which has, if you're interested, an NBA League Pass access. <laughs> yeah. Also, some new additions, including Ray Clay and Mike Rotello for the Jordan Challenge. On the announcing challenge, Richard Jefferson joins the group that includes Brian Anderson, Kevin Harlan, Clark Kellogg, and Dorsberg, just to name a few. The other, albeit well divided amongst gamers, but nonetheless they have a good time playing it, is the rebooted Saints Row. Now, I'm not so sure what the particular criticism about this game, but I have seen the playthroughs on YouTube and think, wow, that's not bad. I like it. And then I've seen the actors who are playing the bosses, Bryce Charles being one of them, and how they'll inject their personalities into their characters. Hashtag be your own boss. But what really scratches my head about this is, the game looks good. 
albeit there have been some glitches, nothing that a few patches couldn't fix, you know? It seems to me that some folks just like the original. And again, divided. Some folks like the rebooted Saints Row. Some say, oh, I wish they had the original. Now, game companies, they sometimes listen to fans. Sometimes they don't. Unfortunately, I don't have a pulse on this sort of thing. So, in any case, once I get this and play for myself for a couple of hours, or until I can, till six in the morning, <laughs> I'll put my two cents in and then I'll tell you. If it's good or well, well avoided. You know, there's a whole lot of channels that are on Twitch. A couple of which I've seen. But here are my five... That you'll have to enjoy. First off, from the folks that gave you MST3K, it's called Rift Tracks. Now, for 24 7, you'll get the worst films being riffed by the voices and actors of Mystery Science Theater 3000, whether it's The House on Haunted Hill, Roller Gator, Miami Connection, Samurai Cop. You name it, they riffed it, and it's all free on Twitch. However, if you have a current film, say Iron Man or one of the Fast and Furious movies, download the Rift Tracks app. It may cost you to get the commentary line, but it's well worth it. Months after G4 TV has been launched, or should I say relaunched, they are everywhere. They're on YouTube. They're on whatever streaming service that you have. But they're also on Twitch, and they do everything from arena to reacting to the greatest, best trailers in movies so far. The Kid Craddock Morning Show. Years after... Kid Craddock himself passed away. The show kept going strong even after they left Destination. Check them out also on Twitch for your morning needs. And two professional wrestlers who I've seen wrestle on TV. They may have their own Twitch channels. Mia Yim always has one that when she plays a few. And if she gets a thousand subscribers... They'll have an appearance by her husband, Keith Lee. And Allison Kay, ooh. Allison Kay, she's always wonderful. A couple of times she has her Hot Girl Twitch, which is actually a fundraiser that she does during the summer. 
So check that out as well. Well, that's it. Time to get ready for the fall season. Whatever favorite show that you got, or if there's a new one that you're looking forward to, be entertained and support it whenever you can. And if you like this show just as much as I like making it, find me on Spotify or wherever podcasts are being carried. I'm Derek Kennedy, letting you know to stay safe, stay entertained. And more importantly, stay warm. <laughs>